Welcome back to the Section K Podcast. Today's Tuesday, October the 15th. Just returned from Vegas. Um, We sat down with horse trainer Scott Amos while we were out at the South Point at the Pacific Coast Futurity. And I had a pretty great conversation with Scott. Talked all about showing cutting horses and hunting and um, what it means to get through some hard times. Scott's dealt with um, some adversity in his life and uh, he gives some words of wisdom about what it takes to succeed in cutting and succeed in life um, when you're dealt a, a little rough hand early on. So big shout out to Scott Amos for coming on the show while we were out in Las Vegas. We couldn't thank him enough and his story is super cool. Um, he's a super great guy and an awesome horse trainer and uh, I'm super happy to know him. So uh, once again, big thanks to Scott Amos for sitting down with us. Um, be looking for a complete recap of the Pacific Coast Futurity next week and a, probably a pretty solid rundown from the Snaffle Bit. Um, myself, Caden Rutherford, I'm going to try and be up at the Snaffle Bit as much as I possibly can over the next couple of days, taking in as much of that action as I can. I think all three of those events are super entertaining and super fun to watch. So sit back, relax, and enjoy today's episode of the Section K Podcast. Hey, what's up, everybody? We're here at the South Point Hotel and Casino. I'm here with Cody Headland, Colburn Blue Larson, and none other than our good friend and horse trainer, Scott Amos from Loma, Colorado. Scott, what's up, brother? Hey. How are you today? Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, man. Fun it's, to hang out with you guys. That's yeah, a pleasure. It's been a while since, uh, I guess we've talked for a while about getting you on, and whether it was the Derby or the Super Stakes, Super whichever Stakes. one, yeah. I think yeah, things, I think our so. schedules just didn't really line up, and I mean, we've been up here in Vegas, I guess, for, you guys have been here for, what, 12 days, days now, Eternity. 10 days? Yeah. Long enough. I guess Ready this is my yeah. my sixth day here at the South Point, and all of us are kind of having pretty pretty good luck so far. Um, yeah. Cody's done good. I've done well. We just got <laughs> done watching Robbie Gale, shown in yeah. the amateur, uh, yeah. one of Scott's customers. Um we were fortunate enough after Scott got done helping, he was, uh, after he'd been working hard all day, working horses and helping amateurs, he decided to take some time out of his busy gambling schedule and come <laughs> up here and uh, uh, sit down with us and chat for a little bit. So, Scott, um, first and foremost, how'd you get into cutting? Um, well, first of all, yeah, Robbie Gale did really well. I, I appreciate that. And most of all, uh, uh, Kay actually did win the go around today with a 220. Yeah, he was so. Uh, <laughs> I, I want to put that on. I want to put that on there. Hey, thank, <laughs> thank yeah, you. He did Scott. really good. Like we let it for, for throughout all the day, and then he's like second to last. Comes in and marks 220. Kira, it's like, <laughs> hey, what's up? How you yeah. doing? <laughs> Bye. Yeah, yeah. Y'all so, are my friends. I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, I, I don't. You know how I got into cutting is, um, you know, I used to do a little rodeoing and uh, and loved it and and kind of got to working around some horsemen and uh went to a few cuttings and and watched it and said man i'd like to try that and just watched a lot and one year i went down the futurity in a pickup truck and had 400 bucks in my pocket and sat there and watched the practice practice pin all day to learn when you were rodeoing did you have any thought in your mind that you would ever be riding cutting horses when you were no over 25 no, I didn't. I, I honestly, you know, I was young at the time and young and dumb and, and tried it all and, and uh, enjoyed it. And I roped. I uh, rode bareback horses and, um, you know, I really enjoyed it. But uh, I decided the cutting was a lot easier on your body. So, and I wasn't that outstanding of a bronc rider. <laughs> so. <laughs> so, that's how I kind of got my start in cutting. 
and did you rodeo junior rodeo and stuff like mm-hmm. around colorado and kind of in yeah. the wyoming colorado new mexico so where'd you grow up exactly uh on western colorado yeah up by i was raised in a town called newcastle okay yeah how's the winters there it's uh, i get a little bit of snow yeah it's uh short short uh summers but it's beautiful it's up in the mountains so for those of you that don't know scott and you're coming up to the show you might see a bear claw uh, whether it be the bear paw the yeah, bear paw speaking of that i'm probably one of the last people to get i haven't got a hat yet yeah <laughs> hey claw hat. it took me multiple facebook posts and annoying the crap out shame of scott yeah, for a I'm long time right here right now <laughs> publicly yeah, public live podcast hey just get him some gear like i did send it send it up to the ranch and you'll get yeah, a sweet a little care package idea. from yeah, there you go i think he sent me a couple ball caps as hoodie i mean yeah, yeah. A little trade in action. I, yeah. I love that. Scott, what's up? Sweat Come pants. on now. <laughs> Sweat pants. So speaking of bear, of the bear paw, and we'll kind of get into some more horse training talk, but obviously you're an avid outdoorsman, and mm-hmm. I've been kind of sucked in the hunting deal from the get-go. How do you manage training horses? I mean, we all know. We see you in, at the big shows in Fort Worth. We see you at the Futurity pretty much every year. I don't think you have a big Futurity horse this year. Isn't that what I you don't, said? yeah. But uh, obviously, you'll be able to do as much hunting as you want. I'm sure you'll be coming to catch right a couple, though. Um, but how do you balance the busy time of the fall and kind of going into into the early months of the winter with hunting and being an avid outdoorsman and still keeping your horses worked and worked at a high level? Yeah, that's um, – <laughs> I guess, uh, you know, raising a family of three, um, you know, your priorities change. But, um, you know, I remember I remember the first year I drew a sheep tag. It took me 10 years to draw it. And of Those course, aren't easy to get. No, they're not. And, of course, I had uh, fraternities coming up, and I, I took my horses up all summer at the upper ranch and worked them. And then, of course, my wife was pregnant with our first child, and she was due pretty quick. But... Uh, I went ahead and snuck off and went up and killed a ram, but uh, you just kind of got to adjust and, and uh, you know, I don't do as much hunting as I used to, but. Um. Well, that's kind of why I asked because I used to go, whether it was whitetail hunting or being from West Texas, quail hunting, dove hunting, and then once you get sucked in this cutting deal, I mean, from the middle of October, I mean, yeah. we're out here, Pacific Coast Futurity, one of the best events of the year, in my opinion, you go from there to full-on Futurity mode, you don't really have time to scout set up your game cameras kind of figure out their patterns and it's like if i'm not going to be all in i'm not really gonna yeah i mean scouting you know how fun scouting and kind of getting ready for the whole deal is and i mean we've talked enough about doing that kind of stuff that's like kind of half the fun is kind of getting ready for the hunt and all that yeah it's it's really fun and and then that's the trouble fall is hunting and fall is cutting horse season so so what's your favorite game to chase when you're having the ability or say you have any tag you want in, yeah or you got the tag in yeah. the western <laughs> part i mean obviously i assume it's got to be something on the in the western half of the u.s yeah, that you like to chase yeah i mean elk's always been my favorite i mean there's such a beautiful animal and you know of course i was lucky enough to kill a bighorn sheep but um you know they're so majestic but elk elk still get me really excited so yeah archery elk is kind of on my bucket list before yeah. it's all said and done is getting some 400 class bull within 25 yards of me and it's a lot warmer screaming that's true (laughs) that's true that's september october uh, have hunted and out did you have to pack it back up horseback or anything yeah there's a lot of times where if we're packed in we pack out with you know take mules yeah 
Yeah, it's it's hard to it, the elk are heavy. Yeah. So. So with your ranch in Loma, Colorado, you train cutting horses there. Do you also have? Do you farm there as well? Yeah, we we put up some hay and. Um, you know, we of course we grow all our own feed for cattle and horses, so that keeps us busy too, and it, and it's enjoyable. I mean, I like farming, and uh, we we're I'm real fortunate and lucky to live in a really pretty valley. So, and is that a family operation? Did you got did you inherit it or did you start it? Or um, I kind of started uh, actually my piece of ground kind of on my own, so it, it means a lot to me. Yeah, yeah. So, so talk a little bit about your family. Tell us a little about your uh, kids, I mean, coming to the shows and, I mean, with with meeting Scott Amos, you meet Sydney Amos and you hear about Suede and I was fortunate enough to meet your youngest daughter uh, at, this, at this show this year and just talk a little bit about what their roles are and how important they are to your program and your success. Yeah, I mean, my kids have always been real close to me and, and, and my wife stays home and takes care of everything, so my hat's off to her. Uh, my son's at home. He's 22. His name's Swade. And, um, awesome name, by the way. Yeah, they're all S's. So, and then the middle one's Sydney, and then the youngest is Summer. And so it's it's been really fun. It's like you know, it's just like you guys. You you travel, you know, of course, with your dads too. And and uh, so it means a lot when you have your kids there. They kind of keep you straight and lined out. Seems well, like Sydney's pretty good at keeping you straight. Yeah, she's yeah. <laughs> She's the warden. Well, it's just like the other day, we're in the practice pen. I mean, Cody Porterfield and you, and whether it's Tommy Dvorak, I mean, I think that's pretty much how we met is yeah. working the machine or the flag over it at Fort Worth, and you and Tommy or you and Cody just giving each other flack. And, yeah. I mean, it's just the camaraderie and all that stuff that we're kind of drawn to. But the other day when we're working horses, it's like I ask, I ask, uh, I think it was a cat stud two-year-old or something you were you've been hauling around and porterfield worked and i was like hey man like how's that horse bred and scott's like oh you're gonna have to ask sydney i don't yeah. know anything <laughs> about any of that so yeah she keeps she keeps everything lined out on me pretty good and if i understand correctly we got a couple pretty avid high school cutters uh, didn't you just get back from the national high school finals talk yeah, a little bit Sid- about that yeah sydney did real well she won the nationals yeah um, did pretty good i guess won yeah the nationals. Won the nationals yeah and then Summer's leading the state right now. Nice. Yeah. Cody Headland's a multiple national champion yeah. high school cutter. Talk a, I mean, I want to hear what both you guys kind of think about the high school cutting to me is like where I got started. So sure. like nationals, how, how is that? And like, what were your kind of takeaways uh, well, from going and doing that? I, Cody could answer on far as uh, uh, the competitor end of it. But as far as a parent, uh, I think it's a great program for young kids. It's a, place where we all get together and meet new people and uh i think the cutting then now they have the cow horse and all the other different events and it's just a great it's a great place to be and those kids have such a great time and uh, i know you probably had a great time and oh yeah <laughs> especially on the golf carts <laughs> oh yeah pretty sure we've talked about that and the yeah. scenery yeah oh yeah <laughs> yeah no i i mean i feel, would feel the same way i feel like there's, there's a camaraderie that you get because i mean you meet people from your state that you might have not have met. Well, in, a, in my situation with California, it we have the district, so yeah. we have separate rodeos. But, like, in Colorado, you guys all rodeo together, so it's a little different. Yeah. But, like, for me, at <clears throat> state finals, it's still a pretty big event. And then you might get to nationals and meet some other kids from your state that you didn't ever get a chance to meet. 
and then all the other kids that cut there and stuff. So it's just it's cool, and and it, I feel like that's what really made me want to cut even more not just high school rodeo but just cutting as a youth kid yeah and and just the camaraderie and the people you meet because you're having fun with your friends and that's that's what one of my favorite parts and then also the golf carts were pretty fun yeah we wrecked a few yeah (laughs) we souped them up a little too did you get to show much in the youth growing up i i never did i started a later age um so did the first time you show were were you showing in the open uh, yeah, I showed in a novice class. I did, and I think I cut six cows. <laughs> so uh, on one horse? Yeah, on the same run. <laughs> That'll happen sometimes. I, talk a, talk a little bit about uh, what the challenge is like, not growing up and showing and and learning um, from your twenties on how to be competitive at it, but also, I mean getting to where you're at now and i mean and being able to compete in the open when you go and show yeah i you know i was fortunate i had some really good teachers um that taught me to be a horseman you know of course my dad rode um and uh you know so i was fortunate to be surrounded by some good horsemen i learned from a few good people and and i always was real competitive anyways but i'd just study it and 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 i've had a lot of help along the way too you know, a lot of people reached out to me to help me. And I watch you guys. I mean, I learn from everybody. I mean, you got three competitors right here that are top-notch, and I watch I watch everybody I can. That's how we get better. Did competing in rodeo also help you when you came into the cutting of watching people and studying how they would ride Bronx or, or whatnot? And At least mentally. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think you got to – that is a mental challenge. It's all in your head. It's a head game. And, and you got to be – you know, physically, I mean, it is. I, I think you've got to study it, and, um, you know, it didn't take me long if I hit the ground hard that, you know. You don't want to do that I again. Don't, probably don't want to do that again, so let's study up on it. But, no, I, I think anything competitively, whether it's any sport, um, I think you really got to study it. you got to be a person of study no matter what, what you're in. So can you kind of give us a rundown on what – I feel like everybody kind of has preconceived notions about what a day in the life of a cutting horse trainer is that lives within 100 miles of Fort Worth, Texas, or lives in Stephenville or Amarillo even. I mean, just somewhere that's in the mix and sure. where there's a lot of people you can go work with or just kind of give us an idea of what a day in the life at Scott Amos Cutting Horses in Loma, Colorado is like. Yeah, it's um – you know, in the winter. Yeah, in the winter. <laughs> yeah, the elements, you know, of course, all you know, it's all a big part of that. I mean, there's winters. It gets cold, and, and um, you know, I'm fortunate because I do love my mountains, so I'm, you got to, you know, reach a happy medium. But, um, you, know, that's, you know, there is some ups and downs to it. The temperature's nice, um, but the traveling's not. Um, and, and to stay competitive, you got to go to these shows to learn. And... Uh, I think if you stay home locally, you're, you know, you get stuck in a rut. So I like to learn and and compete against these guys, and they because they teach you so much. So. Well, I like seeing you come down here. I think it was last year. You were, I think you won. Was it the three-year-old intermediate and the five-six intermediate, or um, I think I'm pretty sure it was the 2018 Pacific Coast Futurity Open Derby intermediate aboard Cornray. Yeah. And you were also the 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 intermediate reserve champion on Hershey Kiss. Yeah. So 
I mean, there, there's reason enough to want to come back down to Vegas right there. <laughs> yeah, it's a great show, and uh, I mean, what this is a phenomenal facility. Yeah, one I mean, of a kind. Yeah, where can you go and and stand on the same roof and and you know, it's all right here. I climate mean, control. Yeah, climate control. Well, Doesn't it's just smell like smell like a barn in there, really. Yeah. No flies. Oh, it's air it's magnificent. Well, and coming from, I mean, you were at the Derby, like you you coming from the summer run and. West Monroe and Amarillo and Fort Worth and Tulsa, like it's nice to have a change of, yeah. I mean, activity, scenery, weather, just the whole deal. I mean, yeah. it's so great to be f- have the opportunity, and it's like, why wouldn't you want to come out here? I mean, we all get to see each other. Like, we live 12 hours from you, and yeah. we've been able to have this good friendship and it's like i mean me and you text quite a bit we talk a lot we whether you're sending me crazy videos on instagram of some (laughs) crazy mountain lion tree in a (laughs) pine tree 100 feet above the rocky mountain forest floor and yeah somewhere but i mean it's just cool to to see how our friendships have kind of flourished just through sure whether going to loveland or you coming out and hanging in fort worth and working at Johnny's or Spud's or yeah. wherever. But um, yeah. just before we – I mean, it's one of the reasons why I think just what you do is absolutely amazing. If you don't know about Scott, he's an amputee from his knee down. Which mm-hmm. leg is that? Left. Left leg. Yeah. Um, tell us a little bit about how that came to be and just the kind of mental stronghold that it takes to kind of fight back from an injury like that and – be successful in a sport that i mean you can't use your hands it's all feet i mean that's what i hear you telling your customers down there your horses are tied to a cow and feet 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 i mean i hear you telling that to people in the in the herd so just talk a little bit about that injury and coming back from it and what it means to be able to ride horses still well um yeah i lost my leg at a young age in a tractor accident a farm accident and uh, I did. I wish it would have a gauge on how hard it kicks, because sometimes it overdoes it. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I'm getting better at it. But uh, no, it's uh, you know, it's everybody in life has a challenge, no matter if it's physical or or anything. So, y- your body, you just got to adapt to what um, what you have and dealt in life. So. Um, I was fortunate and, 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 and kept a great attitude about it. And, you know, a lot of people said, no, you're not going to be able to do that for a living. And that just kind of fuels a fire. But, uh, yeah, there's, I mean, it's like wearing a ski boot, you know, so you don't really feel anything down there. So, um, but you, you just um, improvise. How, so. how passionate are you about helping uh, younger kids that have went through uh, not, not necessarily the same thing but or a, an amputee or something like that just that, any kind of traumatic yeah, injury yeah, like that, that. Uh, and just getting them to know that yeah that everything stay be, positive yeah. yeah yeah it's been great for me I've had several people um, even on uh, Facebook message me from all over the country from Australia to Germany, and all oh, we heard about you, and, and I just love taking the time and and helping them out. And I had a girl from Oklahoma come stay with me, um, Jessica Wilson, and she was an inspiration to me, and it just you know it just lifted me up. I mean, here's a girl that's young, was a competitive barrel racer. She's young, pretty, just a great individual, 
and with a great attitude and it was in a really bad atv accident and and to wake up that morning and and not have it there it's a pretty i mean pretty traumatic deal and you know not to be able to just because she rode a lot you know and uh you know to have to make that adjustment you know my hat's off to her but i really enjoyed helping her you know get to where she is now and she's been to my place a couple times and it's it's just a, such a reward and a blessing to help her and i really <clears throat> i really enjoyed that so so what's it like coming i mean this may seem like a stupid question but like how long did it take for you to like realize like hey like this is doable like i can i can do this uh well a lot of a lot of hard days and a lot of sore i mean it it gets sore and bloody sometimes and so we had to make you know i was lucky i had a processist that was my best man at my wedding uh he's my best friend probably one of the best in the world and so we made a lot of adjustments to make it fit right and uh, a lot of trial and error we did we we came up with some pretty wild things but but at the end we had it you know we got it down pretty good so we'd fit when i sat in the saddle we'd fit the leg to form the horse and that's why everybody says well what are you limping for i got my leg on that's made for my horse riding not walking (laughs) (laughs) so so is that a hindrance when you are out in the wilderness and out walking no, you go to you go to Plan B. You put your hunting leg on. So you got a you got a cut so you, in a hunting leg. Oh yeah. So, so you got a closet and just whatever oh, yeah, you're gonna whatever. do for that day. Kind of like double O seven. Yeah. <laughs> as far as He's dancing, like, I don't have a dancing leg because I can't. Have a date I, night. Yeah. Night yeah. Too. yeah. <laughs> date night. I'm gonna put that leg on tonight. That's what he goes and does the stanky leg. In, huh? <laughs> yeah. The John Travolta. <laughs> so Scott, is there any like horses that have made just sucked you in made you want to start the next one or made you want to get to that next batch of three-year-olds that you've trained or that you've seen or yeah there's i've had some few special horses of course we little badger was a good horse and clutch player playboy son of playboy um that they're just special horses they just you know that they taught me so much and uh they they were my teachers you know so if I got to screwing up, they'd tell me. So, <laughs> what about after training for I don't know, say ten years, and fi- no, I'm not saying that you know everything, or I'm not directing it in that direction, but just finally getting to a spot where you went into training three-year-olds that year, and you felt like you had a good understanding of what it took to get to the end uh what what makes you get to that point of being able to be successful year in and year out of being able to get a three-year-old train yeah you know as far as the program goes i i think the biggest thing is confidence and and to believe in yourself and and um there's going to be some years where we don't have the horse flesh you know that's going to carry us or you know we're blessed with some good ones um i think the confidence in building that to, to get to that point is is uh you know you go there a lot you just keep showing and keep showing and do trial and error and i i think once you build your program and, and believe in it and it just it just flourishes from there i don't know if that makes sense yeah, but yeah. perfect sense yeah how much do you think that overcoming your your leg issue has 
made you tougher and and made you have more drive than than you may normally would yeah i i mean i i could be uh um cleaning boats down at the boat dock. you know I, you just don't know where life would lead you not that that's not a bad job but uh, <laughs> <laughs> um i think like you say I, I think it pushes you i think it really does i think there's the fight in us that says if you want something bad enough you're gonna you're gonna work at it hard enough and uh yeah, I, and I think it's uh, – I've always been real competitive, played sports, everything, and, and, I, and, I didn't, and I played football also after I lost my leg. So What position did you play? I played inside linebacker. Watch out. Yeah. I bet Scott Amos hit hard. <laughs> I, bet he I, bet, I bet you better be ready coming <laughs> through the middle. I bet I maybe would have been laying down when he's coming at me. <laughs> How old were you when you lost your leg? I was right at uh, just uh, 13. Yeah, just right at 13. Wow. That's unfathomable. I mean, just being a young, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed kid that just coming through puberty and you're excited about the future. Yeah. And, I mean, that's just – and, and played sports. Yeah, playing yeah. sports and active and yeah. just thinking about your mom and, I mean, your family. and Yeah. I mean, I just can't imagine – perseverance to yeah. do something like that. Yeah. Like yeah. still play sports after that. Yeah. Like that's, that's one of my favorite things about you is because, like, I could, I have trouble with two legs uh, <laughs> riding these horses. Sometimes. Same, uh, <laughs> and I know there's so many people listening to this right now that are thinking the same thing. Yeah, yeah it's uh, you know I've had I have great friends and like you guys and, and so many trainers. Just there's there's so many good people in this industry that we are blessed. Yeah, and uh, you know it's just like if you have a it's not you you really don't have a handicap. Nobody. I truly believe if you put your heart to something, you're going to accomplish something and make it a goal. Amen. And that's mm-hmm. that's kind of where I was. But um, yeah. So I. I mean. Yeah, and my hats off to my mom. I got to say that because she was. She hauled me to every lesson and rehabilitation deal there was. So she's a good. She's a great mom. And what's her name? Marion. Yeah. Well, thanks, Marion. Yeah. <laughs> thanks, if, Mom. If it weren't for you, we wouldn't even know Scott. So yeah. thank you. <laughs> yeah, that's we appreciate right. that. That's right. So yeah. you talked about like you like to watch and learn, and and you can learn from everybody and every horse. But who are some of your favorite people to watch, and and you feel like you take something away, or even you know sitting around chatting about horses or whatever? Who are some of those people that you really look to and go to for uh, guidance? You know, help? the list is long. I mean, I don't. Hate to name them all off, so I don't want to miss nobody. No, we got all day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or you can just name the favorite. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, there's so many good ones. You know, uh, you know, Johnny invited me down there when he rode um, play docks, and he says, "Come down, Mike." And so I just I loaded up and went down there, and and he opened up and just you know helped me out a bunch. And there's so many other guys that you know Winston and. Uh, you know, there's so many good people in this business. So. Yeah, and Winston and Johnny are usually in, in there turning back for you when yeah, you're down there in yeah. Fort Worth. Mm-hmm. So talk a little bit about Johnny Mitchell and just, I mean, he is very unique in the style of how just he cut shows. Cutthroat individual. And, yeah. uh, but also he shows kind of funky compared to everybody else, but you go and watch him work horses – I mean, his timing is just bam. I yeah, mean, I mean, it's, it's, it, I mean yeah. it's right. I mean, yeah. th- you ca- if you're talking about timing and working a horse, I mean, you, Johnny Mitchell's at the very top of doing that. And yeah. it just, 
the first time you've seen him till now, uh, how much has has that just watching him do what he can do so good helped you? Yeah, I, I think it's like back then, like we were saying earlier, like you got to adapt to the times, and uh, and I think he's been impeccable as far as that goes. You know, horses, our horses have changed, yeah. our cattle have changed, um, so you know he's really and he's and he studies everybody too and he learns you know he asks me questions you know what what about this but you know it's like all it's like all you guys you know you you guys are uh, got great timing you show so well and uh you know i think that's i think that's how you gotta you gotta stay together to learn and, and to be and to be competitive you know watch who's winning that's who you watch i believe that so even though we are at, well, I just saw the sign on the wall over here at the South Point that this was uh, voted the best equestrian center. I think that's I th- right. I think that's what it said. The South Point was voted the best equestrian center in North America. So we're sitting here right now. But what are some of your favorite cuttings to go to outside of Fort Worth? Because um, that's a often common answer yeah is shown in we the get that a lot yeah yeah i you know i this of course this place is phenomenal and um they really cater to keep things i mean it's just laid out tremendous i mean it's, they did such a great job with the facility um but you know you can't beat idaho i mean they got a really nice facility there indoors nice um great staff i mean they break their back to help you that's one of my favorite things about idaho is when you get there and you walk into the the office to check in. Yeah. They sit there and they talk to you, and they're like, "We are so happy you're here." Yeah. And as somebody like, I mean, we travel all over the world and go to cuttings. Or How many I, times do you hear that? Very few. Yeah. <laughs> when I go to Idaho. Yeah. <laughs> what about weekend shows? Um, well, I don't really get to go to much. Uh, we go to some in Utah. Um, you know, there's some nice shows there. You know, towards the Eastern Slope, Denver. Uh, Loveland's nice for a weekend show. Um, you know, there, there's some pretty nice facilities around. Hey, you did good out at Idaho this year, too. So Yeah, it was a good you show. You better say that you like Idaho. Yeah, I better <laughs> say it, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, what place brings ice around and fills your yeah. coolers up? Yeah. Well, I think it's for the ties to the horse's legs. It's not to fill the cooler full of beer. Oh, yeah, that's better. true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> good for both. Multi-purpose. Awesome. Yeah. When you're done icing the horses, throw it back in the cooler. Yeah, throw it in the cooler. But when you're in Vegas, you can go to Bass Pro Shop like you were doing the other night. Yeah. Did you buy anything at Bass Pro Shop? Uh, Yeah. He bought an elk bugle. Yeah. Yeah. No, I bought a a new pocket knife. Nice. Yeah. My kids got tipped here, so they wanted to go spend their stash, their cash up, so. Yeah, they're not old enough to gamble. No. It's probably so. better they go to Bass yeah, Pro Bass Shop. Bass Pro Shop, that's the place to be. Yeah. That's awesome. Your yeah. Vegas trips will get a whole lot more expensive when very. they are able to gamble. Yeah, very expensive. So Shout out John Rutherford. <laughs> <laughs> so we talked about the bear paw earlier, but how did you come up with that as, as kind of your your emblem, your your patch? And also, didn't sound like Sydney was as thrilled about the bear paw as – me or Kate, yeah. Cody is. Both your daughters. They didn't a, sound like they're very proud. Probably because it. it wasn't their idea. <laughs> <laughs> but I probably get, yeah slapped after this. <laughs> but no, the bear. The bear is a symbol of strength, and that's kind of where we come up with it. And 
you know, of course, I, I'm all about that. And, and uh, Native, you know, they, the, that's what the sign was. And I had a really good friend that was uh, Lakota Indian and uh, gave me a golden bear. He said, this is a sign of strength. So that's kind of, I just kept that. Kind of meant something to me, so I just kept it. So you mentioned strength. What are things that motivate you every day? Well, I think I think to be, you know, to number one, raise my kids, and and I'm blessed with a wonderful family. But uh, you know, to keep me going is to to do well at at the maturity, and I think it all strives to for us to do well. And uh, it's not all, you know, um, centered on that. It's, you know, just to be competitive and to work hard and, and to do well and to learn all you can learn. And I, I think that keeps us motivated. You know, I... It is I, nice to have some TOF smooth operators every now and again, though. Yeah. I mean, those yeah. never hurt nobody. No, those don't hurt. <laughs> <laughs> what is something that you know now about training a cutting horse that you wish you would have known when you were... 25 years old that that you think that has made you blossom now that you know if you would have known that certain thing at an earlier age it maybe would have speeded up the process a little bit um i mean that's a great question i mean i'm gonna sum it up i'm gonna say um age patience patience in and uh is what i think you know if you watch a lot of these guys are so patient and uh I think I've gotten a lot more patient because I used to be kind of wild, go real fast. <laughs> well, you were a bareback rider. Yeah. So. <laughs> it's the name of the Not game. a very good one, but I, yeah. So, yeah. But I think, yeah, I think as you get, you get smarter and, and, you know, horses, you can only train so much one time, you know, one per day. And, and I think a lot of times when we're young, wanting to win, we kind of overcook it a little bit. I think that's just nature of the beast. If you're competitive – you're going to press the limit, right? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Caden mentions TFO, TOF, right? He's yeah. a smooth, smooth operator. operator. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who sang that song? I don't know, but it's a, on my iPod, and it's a, a heater. It's a jam. <laughs> it's, a jam. it's a heater. Um, every time I see Jade Mitchell, I sing that to her, yeah. and I think <laughs> of you every time. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I sing it. Yeah, is it? You made the fraternity finals on him. Uh-huh. Was that the very first fraternity finals you'd ever made? Yes. Open I made fraternity it. finals. Yeah. 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 I've been, I, don't quote me on this, I think the semis four times and missed it by half point three of the four. So. Don't steal my question. Okay, go. See if <laughs> we have the same question. So what did it mean making the finals on that horse at the fraternity, at the NCHA fraternity and Will Rogers Coliseum the very first time? Oh, it was, it was great. I was like gleaming on the inside. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, I bought that horse as a two-year-old, and um, uh, Andy Christensen started him, did a phenomenal job, and uh, I took him on from there, and uh, I knew he was special, and uh, it, it was a great accomplishment for me, so it was fun. You and Andy are pretty good friends, aren't you all? Yeah, yeah, he's a, he's a great, great trainer. and yeah, I think I met job. him here last year with yeah. you. Yeah, great. Does a great job. Had the highest seller. Yep. Yeah. Summer Shandy, yeah. three thirty, I think, a couple of years ago. Three eighty-five. Rock and P. Yeah. Yeah. A lot. And yeah, a lot. I wasn't Six digits. 
still in Cody's question, but I have another fraternity question to ask you. The pressure um, between going into the first go, having a good run, then being able to go in there in the second go and being able to advance and make it to the semis, and then um, it's like a different kind of pressure in the semifinals because you have a clean slate, but, I mean, competing in the open, you know you've still got to go out there and gun it. What is that like to keep your – like mentally keep yourself in the right place and, and, and know that you still got to kind of go fast? Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a ride. I mean, it, it's a roller coaster, emotional roller coaster, because you're always, you know, second-guessing. I don't care who you are, you always question, if, am I doing the right thing? But I think you just go with your confidence in your training and, and say, here, we're just going to – we have nothing to lose. We're going to go show. TYT, trust your training. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> or trainer. But, no, you mean. might – you know how you get that cold sensation when you're sitting up there in the cow box? And, you and you're like, shivers. man, yeah. And I was like, I sure wish I had my down jacket on. <laughs> and then you look at the rest of the guys, and they're just in a little light old vest, and I'm over there freezing. <laughs> yeah, I did that this morning, and I just showed in my jacket. I was yeah. so cold. <laughs> Yeah, isn't that amazing how that does? It's like Porterfield. How are you not cold? Like you have on a shirt and that's all. <laughs> He's bigger than you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, now. hey now. But look, you marked a 220. I was cold Take and nervous before. <laughs> I was cold and nervous before. So did you get any tags, any bighorn sheep tags this year? Or? Uh, no, you, um, you have to wait 10 years to put in for another one. Oh, is it that long? Yeah. It took me 10 to draw that tag in the state of Colorado. It took me 15 to draw the Rocky Mountain uh, goat. You should have just come with myself and Justin Rocky to Cascada the other day and seen those desert bighorns that we saw on the golf course the other yeah. day. Those were unreal. Didn't I show you those pictures? Yeah, that's something else. Oh, I've never seen anything like that. My uncle, like that. he's from Elko, Nevada, and he's a big-time big sheep, big sheep hunter, oh. and, and he didn't get a tag for, like, ever. And finally, he got one. I think it was six or eight years ago, and and he's he's four or five years older than my mom, I believe. And and he was so excited when he found. I think his his dad got two. Oh, really? In, in the same amount of time where he didn't get any, and he was so pumped. He had been on the sheep hunts before, yeah. but he had never got the one. Well, it's, it's such like a, big a lottery. Deal. It's like a lottery. It's you. Like it's, yeah. it's just a lot. I mean, it's yeah. just a lottery. And I've seen people get, get tags and get picked. Seen people get tags and put them in Christmas gifts under their Christmas presents and like, or under their Christmas tree and like give them to themselves. Like that's yeah. how big of a, <laughs> deal is, a big deal. Those tags are. <laughs> yeah. Scott Amos. We can't thank you enough for being a part of the section K podcast com- coming and taking time out of your busy schedule here at the Pacific coast fraternity. Uh, before we let you go, um, is there any words of wisdom or any message that you have for anybody that's out there that has any kind of disability or any kind of hardship that, I mean, any activity or, or any, anybody in general, yeah, that's just questioning or down on themselves about what they're going to do next or why they think they need to pick something up uh, new that's uh, not what they're doing. I mean, you have a message for people like that? Um, yeah, I, I think the main thing is is stay positive no matter what happens. And, and you're going to fail. And, and know you're going to fail at things. But, you know, failure does make us stronger. And so when you come back from that, just you, you know, it makes you stronger to push forward more. And uh, that's what I tell the kids I help with, that, that, that 
that have disabled um, issues and, and you just say, come on, you know, try harder, try harder. So just stay positive. You know, things get, there is light at the end of the tunnel. And I think um, I'm proof of that. So you just got to stay positive. 100% proof of that. Yeah. Amen, Scott. Yeah. You are a legend yeah. in my books. <laughs> Scott, I can't thank you enough, man. Your friendship over these last couple of years is awesome, and it's super important to me. And I can't wait to come bother you in Loma, Colorado, fly there into Grand Junction, make you come pick me up at the airport. And <laughs> I'm going to come hang out. I'm telling you right now. I'm saying it on the podcast because – I'm dead set on coming. That's that how way, awesome we can you hold are. you to Let's it. Let's do it. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. That's All right. three of us. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, if I'm going, I'm taking a load of horses. <laughs> okay. A road time. trip. <laughs> <laughs> I love a road trip. <laughs> hey, seriously, Scott. Thanks so much, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thank greatly you. Greatly appreciate it. Good yeah. luck to yeah. Robbie Gale tomorrow on your horses in the amateur and the intermediate amateur finals. Uh, best of luck to them and good luck um, the rest of the year. And if you're going to be catch right at the futurity. Best of luck there, man. Thanks yeah, so much. Thank you. Yeah, Safe travels back to there. Colorado. Yeah, thank you very much. Thanks for having me on. That's going to do it for today's episode. Big thanks to Scott Amos for coming by and sitting down with the Section K boys while we were in Vegas. Um, be sure and check us out on Facebook, Section K Podcast. Hit us up on Instagram, Section K Podcast, as well as our email, sectionkpod at gmail.com. Uh, we look forward to taking in some Snafflebit Futurity action over the week and having some talk about that for you guys next week. So once again, big thanks for listening, and we'll be seeing you guys down the road.